Ozil was giving Bellerin the business because hey, you know what he said. They 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 they, they, they mouth they got the mouth the mouth words. The, what? People lip his readers. Mouth words came out of his mouth hole. Mouth words and, came uh, out. And what the mouth words said was, "You talk too much." All right, welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Finger Guns Weeby. David Smith. Brian Shesko. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you say Finger Guns? I sure did. I had Finger Guns going on. You said it so fast. I just wanted to make sure that's exactly what you Scott's said. Scott's sh- shooting both six shooters. When it comes to opponents in our fantasy league, I sure am. Okay. Well, shoot, Shooter McGavin over here, Brian. That's true. Yep. We've got quite a quite a battle going on at the top of our private league. Yes, we do. It's something we talk about a little bit every once in a, a while. A battle that I'm not involved with. No, I do but, miss you guys at the top. But you are, and Brian's making strides to try to join you. I'm doing my best, but still a distance, Listen, man. Listen, kudos to you two, both. Both of you crushed this week. It was a good week. Crushed True. this week. Both of you did. I think, Brian, did you have the... He you, had the highest both score. Both your scores him. were close, but yep. Brian, I think, outscored you by, I don't know, four or five-ish or something. Three points. Three points yeah. higher. So, uh, but, hey, kudos. I, for the rest of the year, will try to just take advice from you two. <laughs> okay. I mean, I've been saying that since game week one, man. <laughs> game week one. Scott, you have been trailing uh, our leader for a while, trying weekly to chase him down. We we typically, we, we don't talk a ton about... No. Our leagues, because honestly, who, no one really cares about a crap. overall rank. I, yeah, but I think it's until, good. That, until someone on this podcast makes it into the top, oh, 5,000 as a final rank. Sure. Or has the best single score for a game week. That's a good point. Which I'm really holding out for. I, I want think, to be I the think highest score. Until that happens. I mean, I feel like that, you know, until that happens, nobody really cares what you say. No, I agree. I agree. That's probably <laughs> true. No one, no one really cares. What, what it's no coincidence to me that uh, the one week of the year I don't have Harry Kane in my lineup, I take back first place. That's funny. I'm going to be angry at Harry Kane a little bit later I in this pod. I know you are. Everyone is. Yeah. Well, you, not necessarily you and just at him. Other people. But yeah, no, uh, there's lots of lots of anger to, to dish out specifically to when Harris Kane. But uh, yeah, it was interesting. I decided to. So here's what I here's what I did after our forward episode last week. Sure. I did the, I did something I never have done. Well, I have not done this season. You took a minus four. Probably. You lied. I did. Okay. Oh, I, I thought did. you meant you lied. I. <laughs> <laughs> you told a you told a bald faced lie. Maybe because I did take a negative four after we recorded our forward episode. Right. I sold Kane and Aguero. Yeah. I picked up a bombing gets you so much yeah, extra money. I had like nine pounds. Holy smokes. Picked up a bombing Yep. And which you were debating with Lukaku. Yeah, but and I mean I it, like Honestly, in the, on the pot, I, I was surprised when I saw your lineup. Yeah. I was surprised to see a bombing in your lineup. I expected to see Lukaku after after the pod. Yeah. Honestly, I probably would have been better off buying both of them. Yeah. And I could have. Uh, that would have been the best option. But I went with a bombing and Firmino. I got it half right. I took a negative four. I don't really know that it paid off necessarily. It would have helped a lot if a bombing had been so unselfish. Oh, oh man. But we'll talk about that more later. <laughs> I'm just teasing everything we're going to cover here in this podcast right now. But yes, first place, it is a tenuous position. Drew is hot on, on my heels. 
brother Matt's not far behind. We've got a good battle going. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's be a fun. fun finish. Y- you were the uh, you were the recipient of a good a bit of fortune, also with one of your subs nope. as a defender. You, did what not you play. call fortune, I call amazing strategy. Okay, <laughs> for about sixteen game weeks now. Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm not exaggerating. You've started Phil Jones. Uh, no, no. But I do consistently put Luka Milivojevic in, your in first spot. the first spot on my bench. Just in case he gets subbed in. Absolutely. And he- most of the time he does. And most of the time <laughs> I get nine points for the penalty kick goal that he scores. <laughs> Thank you, Christian Benteke. Oh, You're not amazing. good for owning, but you are sure great for that. Sure. So that's been great strategy for me. And yeah. yes, Phil Jones's uh, colorful triangles went away. So I was like, hmm, maybe put him in the lineup. I mean, they, they did get a shutout against Swansea. So, but he didn't play. I mean, He wasn't even in the squad. Right. And so, therefore, he came out. Luca's nine points went in and helped the score even more. Amazing. Amazing. It's amazing how well this would have fit in the uh, Swansea-Manchester United <laughs> portion of the show. Well, there's only one line in our agenda for that match, <laughs> okay. so I think we're okay. But, uh, yeah, it's a right. good bit of fortune. And you know what? There are only six game weeks left. Yeah. Almost sad. It always is bittersweet. I, the only here. thing, the only reason why it's not sad is because the World Cup's coming this summer. I, and well, even that's depressing. My my oh, feeling yeah, is, as far as the show is concerned, I feel like this is a I feel like this is an important podcast this week. The reason why, it, I am of the opinion that given the time of the season, the importance of not only the, the matchups this week, the available options, the preparation for the the double week coming up plus looking ahead to week 35 i feel like this week is is such a massive maybe make or break week to get momentum going into the fall into the weeks after it yeah and i feel like i am i this is as this is as tough of decisions as i feel like has ever happened especially after we get to the news about all of the people right that are coming up so just to rehash real quick this we, this is game week thirty three. Yes, it's a normal week. Game, yes, match week thirty four. Well, th- almost. We could decide a title during game week thirty three. Uh, it, it's come on. It's been decided for okay, a few weeks. Right. Anyways, you're right. Not to take any excitement away from any city fans. Congrats to you. It'll probably happen this weekend and or the next week. Whatever. But bottom line is, match for fantasy purposes. Match week thirty three. This is a normal week. Yep. Ten matches. That's yep. right. Match week thirty four. There are 12 teams with double match weeks in week 34. That's a lot. Correct me if I'm wrong. I can't offhand. Week 35, there's six matches. Okay. And then that jumps to a week 36, which is a normal match week. And then week 37, the matches have not been determined. But we know that it will be a double match week for the eight teams that did not play in match week 35. Because match week 38, final week of the season, will all be the matches at the same time, one match week. It'll all be like that, almost positive. Great okay? All that being said, it's just on the heels of what you said. Like yep. this week is going into that, setting it up. If you have, you know, especially for those who have already used free hits and or wild cards, trying to make the transfers at the right mo- moments to maximize your points on the way out. This is massive. It's a yep. massive week. 
So let's do what we always do, and that is to recap the matches from Game Week 32 with an eye toward Game Week 33 and beyond, helping people finish strong with those decisions that Brian has promoted. We'll, of course, have some excellent moments throughout. We'll discuss Harry Kane's miracle return from injury. We'll let Dave gloat in Arsenal's 3-0 win over Stoke, and we'll include some of the other segments that you've also come to know and love. That sounds great. Let's get back to these matches. Everton won. Manchester City, three. Leroy Sané, Gabriel Jesus, Raheem Sterling scoring City's goals. Yannick Bellassi's just a mere consolation goal in return. Sané's goal is one of my, it's on my list of favorites, on my all-time favorite, but the ones that are such a rocket blast that it, the, the keeper looks a little confused. <laughs> the ones that are on the fly like that, like, whoa. just wonderful. <laughs> what is this? What? Like he, his hands flap a little bit, just but he doesn't even have enough time to react in a way that makes it look like he can do anything about it. That's exactly right. Um, as Phil McNulty uh, in the BBC match report called Balassi's goal, which was one of my favorite things I've read in a while, a minor interruption to City's serene progress. Yes, that's well um, said. It is absolutely a perfect description of what I think for the result. Uh, this was the most exactly correct outcome. For score of any match this week. Quick question. Yep. Do you own a city defender or goalkeeper? I do not. Dave? No. Yeah. So anyone who does, that that goal obviously was more than just a minor interruption. Yeah. I think in they're probably lineup. a lot of people do, and they're probably very annoyed by that goal. I don't know how many they how many do. I mean, we certainly could, any of the top. If scores. there's only some way we could check ownership. I know, right? We used to have a segment out of something like that. We, we, yeah, I can yeah. tell you for certain. Absolutely, one hundred percent certain that twenty-eight and a half percent of FPL owners own currently Walker. own Nicholas Otamendi. Still, yes. Wow. Um, would okay. you like to know uh, they were not doing bad at all in the three weeks prior to this, sure. where Otamendi finished with an eight, a six, and a five? But there's got to um, be a lot of frustration about Belasi scoring this goal. Oh yeah, definitely. I don't think I don't. I would have to f- think that you're especially you're, after you're it, expecting a. a Dominant, uh, just a complete crushing performance, which 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 happened. Yeah, but oh, Belasi scored one hundred percent. But by the way, Belasi um, thir- deserved no less. Thirteen uh, percent own Kyle Walker. Okay, yeah, Belasi deserved this goal. He worked yeah. hard. Sure, he worked hard in this. Well, match. he he. If it wasn't for someone else, probably a little bit more deserving. In my opinion, he's honorable mention for the Cameron Drum Wasteful Player of the Week award. Oh. The header that he missed early in that game when it was still 0-0 was was really unfortunate. Oh uh, yeah, Big Sam, uh, Big Sam, not I don't want to say it was whiny, but he 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 pointed to that cuz City scored shortly afterwards and yeah. he felt like that was uh, one of the key moments of the game is to not only miss a big opportunity to uh to go level but then you give up. You concede right. immediately after. You're right. It, it wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been before yeah, Mane's right. goal. I mean, Sane's right. goal. What's wrong with me? Right. It would not have been before Sane's goal. It was after that. You're right. Just yeah. to draw level. So, but regardless, Everton yeah. deserved nothing from this match and really deserve little mention at this point in the season in our fantasy soccer podcast. But City deserve all the credit. Let me go into Scott's stat of the day right off the top here. Great. And now it's time for Scott's stat of the day. The stat is fourteen. Point five percent. Fourteen point five percent. If you're wondering if that was Everton's possession, 
in this match, you'd be wrong. That was 17.9%. Mm. 14.5% was Fernandinho's possession statistic. <laughs> Fernandinho had just 3.5% less possession than the entire Everton team. If, I, if I remember right, I believe that Fernandinho recorded 185 touches in the match, which is a lot. That's fascinating. That means he was in the middle of a lot of city passes. Many, many things. Yeah, for sure. Now, Sané, Jesus, and Sterling scored the goals for City. This is, it's everyone. It's, it's all everybody. the main play. It's all the main people. Except Sergio Aguero. Right. Not in the squad, even uh-huh. though he could have come back, given his own time frame on Instagram a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> according to according to alternate universe uh, injury standards, yes. He was ready and raring to go and was available for selection. But in this match... Pep cleared a lot up afterwards, and uh, we can talk about him if you want to in the injury protocol, but suffice it to say, Sergio Aguero was not even on the bench for this match. No, he was not. So aside from Aguero, everyone else still an option. Yeah. Who's the best City player to own at this point? I think if right this second, it is really hard for me not to say David Silva. Well, he is the maestro. David Silva... You you have to wonder where if he does not miss due to the sad and difficult personal circumstances that he had yeah. to deal with. You have to think he's going to be right there with Sterling and De Bruyne right at the top of the Brian, field. Hey, Brian, I'll I'll tell you, he is sitting currently at 152 fantasy. Right, points. he's like 30 behind them. He is, but you and have he to missed think. 10 games. For the most part, yeah, he played exactly. in some, but it was in the middle of the turmoil, right? Like he yeah. was flying back, playing a game here and there. Right. But it was in the middle. Of, there was 10, 10 weeks of distracted Silva, I, I guess we should call that. Yeah. And w- what's fascinating to me is, as well is he's 32 years old. Scott, I said 32, and he's in the best form of his life. That's almost as old as us. Where did he <laughs> find the fountain of youth? He's been playing on the Spanish national team since he was on the under-16 team. Okay? So, like, he's been playing so much football his entire life. He's 32. Brian, he, he has seen miles and miles on his legs. Yep, and he's doing great. Three, I, three shots in this match, five key passes, 94.2% passing accuracy. If you want to know why, he got all three bonus points, not just because he had the two assists in the game it's those extra stats it's that extra stuff that he's doing that's right compared to de Bruyne, who had two i think he had two key passes in the game yeah de has got way more touches but i mean this is i mean silva's overshadowing de Bruyne a little bit at this point listen silva's last yeah. four weeks are eight nine sixteen and eleven he's destroying it and it's and it's and, and it's one of the one. and it's that set yeah i know billion dollars it's nervousness with with all of those guys, for a fact that you would like to raise, Dave, a question that I'm sure is burning a little hole right in the It is. Your, right no, no, no. It absolutely is. So as I'm looking over the city stuff, I realize they're playing United this weekend, and they have a chance to completely clinch the Premier League. Uh, as of this moment, they have not played Liverpool. I have no idea. This is Tuesday night. I have no idea the result, obviously, Brian. I cannot see the future. Yeah. I don't know the result of the Liverpool City game tomorrow. But regardless, I do know that there will be a second leg to that game. Therefore, at the end of this weekend, 
City could have the Premier League wrapped up, yet still be in on the Champions League. They're te- surprisingly out because of Wigan of the FA Cup. Right. Obviously, they are trying to win the Premier League, which they've already, for the most part, won, and the Champions League. My major concern is this. I already own Sterling, and I'm looking today at how do I get Silva into my lineup because for the money and his form, no one has been hotter in the league. So it makes sense to think, okay, how can I get that guy on my team? Yep. He's cheap enough. It honestly is fairly easy to get him on your team. But my concern, and I haven't added him yet, because my concern is this. If they clinch, how does that affect things going forward? Yeah. Scott, you mentioned we I mentioned this briefly earlier. Scott, you said you think Pep would what? I think his ego would keep him from being okay with losing. So I think he's going to continue to put the best squad that he can with some light rotation moving forward. That's so going to be the most that he'll do. If you're Pep, what would you do with your 32-year-old red-hot midfielder? Would you maybe bring him in as, as a sub? Maybe give him a first half sometimes? I mean, you've already got the league clinched. Those games technically are meaningless. Um, in the Premier League? If they were undefeated, if Liverpool wouldn't have already beaten them and they're going for a perfect record... Nothing changes. Everyone continues to play every game like normal. Sure. My concern is, what are they playing for? If 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 one of their main players gets hurt and they're still in the Champions League, what in the, at the they will Pep will get killed. What are you doing playing your players when there's nothing to play for and you still have to play in the Champions League? This might also be not a bad time for me to bring up his the quote that uh, everyone was paying attention to this week about um, what he said about. Uh, Sergio Aguero. Okay. So, not to jump ahead to the injury roundup, but Sergio Aguero still has a bit of a problem and isn't comfortable, said Pep ahead of the Champions League match against Liverpool. The quote everyone was caring a lot about, though, uh, which was shared pretty pretty well all over the place, what he added just prior to this when he said, Jesus, Gabriel Jesus is 21 years old, and when you're 21, you are not tired. No, that's true. So, I wonder... If I wonder that the that rotation to me just says stay away. I don't want to have anything to do with that. With which we Aguero said, with, or with Jesus Aguero or and what? Jesus. With Aguero and Jesus. Which is why exactly I said even last week I was really surprised at the number of people buying Jesus. Good for you. It paid off this week. So you got a goal from Jesus. You you know that's a it's fine. It's about what you would expect out of that match. But I don't know if I said I, I'm I'm really curious to know whether it's going to be rest our main guys for the matches, exactly like you said, like we're going to concentrate on that. Now the Champions League really is all that matters. That right. is all, all that matters. Or if it might loosen them up in the league matches where it's just like they're not nearly as concerned. That's maybe a little bit more, I don't know, fun. I don't yeah, More fun like than it already having, is for them. They looked loose as can be in the first 38 minutes when they're when they dropped three on Everton. And in I just want, I mean, they seem to know where each other are at all times. Silva passes that pass. He doesn't even really look over his shoulder that that pass to Sané. He just kind of kicks it into a general region, and Sané is perfectly there and hammers it in, yeah. right? And I just, they they seemed, your point, I think, is is valid. I just wonder, especially with, with Silva, who's 32, with Aguero, who's plus 30, right? Some of these guys who are older, Vincent Compagnie, Maybe get to rest some of these league matches. 
I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you don't rest the whole time. You don't want to get cold. You don't want to get out of rhythm. I just am nervous about City players moving forward. Well, I can tell you that I'm looking at my lineup right now, uh, looking at my entire fantasy squad of 15 players. Yeah. Not a City player in the bunch. Aguero was there. Yeah. Sold him this past week. Not a single City player in my lineup. I could sell Stanislaus, who's got an orange triangle next to his name right now, yep. injury-prone anyway, Yep. Uh, probably out for a few weeks just knowing his pattern. Yep. I could sell him for David Silva with the money I've got in my bank from my forward sales. Yeah. But I also am considering selling Firmino to get back Harry Kane. Yeah. So I'm not entirely sure. I can't do both. So I'm not yeah. entirely sure what to do. I don't feel a need to buy a city player. I well, know that I wouldn't. I, it wouldn't hurt you, me. You and most other managers at this point, because on the list, on the, the long list of of uh, of transfers in this week, David Silva is the eighth most transferred in player. It seems of, a little low. Everyone it seems a little low. Yeah, given his price, but it seems like like we talked about last week, which I feel like is now seeming more prescient. The the top three are forwards. So, yeah. I think the I think forwards. I think that is such a crucial moment for everybody to kind of nail that down, and you have a lot more options. And David Silva seems like one of those really good ones. But yeah, I think that has to do a little bit with trepidation. Yeah, why are you rushing to get these guys? I I feel like that's a big deal, and and uh, I think that's reflective in where the positions of these guys are in the transfers in this round. And it's not okay to to go into the the details of David Silva's personal life, to go back to Silva specifically. Yeah. But I'm a fantasy owner. If I'm going to buy him, I have to take that into consideration. What is his overall availability? Right. It could change. It could. Absolutely. Before we go to the next match, we need to get a word from this week's sponsor. Oh, cool. right. Great. Hi. I'm Jose Mourinho. <laughs> what? Let's face it. At this point, there's only one way Manchester City is not going to win the title. <laughs> And that's if we hire NJB Brickwork to build a brick fence in front of their goal. Established in 2001, NJB Brickwork started as a business with a reputation for friendly service and high standards with competitive prices and experience in the trade. That's true. They are now one of the leading construction companies in the northwest of England. They set their standards very high, ensuring the best service possible for their customers. A professional and personal service ensures their customers always receive the final product they desire. Take it from me, Jose Mourinho, manager of Manchester United. Okay. Learn more about this dedicated, qualified team of Manchester bricklayers at njbbrickwork.co.uk. Yeah, it's the nicest that Jose Mourinho has ever sounded. Yeah, that's fantastic. What? Sounds like a very Listen, nice man. If you need some 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 brickwork, give those guys a call. NJB. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Th- hey, thanks for sponsoring the segment. Local to Manchester. Cool. Speaking of Manchester, United 2, Swansea nil. Lukaku and Alexis make for a tasty scoreline. Dave, you miss him yet? You missing him now, man? Nope. No, no. Sanchez he would be is hell, hell no. He would Sanchez. be if Stoke had beaten Arsenal 3-0. Look, Dave, this is his first big returns as a, as a, as a Satan worshiper. Yeah, no worries. As a Satan-worshipping red devil. The red devils. No, it's his best match. You see the, uh, the, top guy, this top, the manager of the week this week, triple captain Alexis Sanchez. Good for him. Now, that is some guts right there. Seriously. Given the form and given, uh, 
Well, not necessarily the opponent, but man, that coming was, off uh, an international break. Yeah, that's you a know, that's a good that's a gutsy call, right? Yeah, there. remember gutsy and, and idiocy often rival each other. <laughs> um, there goes Lukaku being really good. No, yeah. no, no, just just good again. No, he was he was just good. He got bonus points. Did he get some bonus points? Yeah, bonus points. He. Consistent. Listen, you guys are saying it really if you is consistent. Sold Kane or Aguero for Lukaku and someone else, you were happy. You felt like you made the right move. Two bonus points. And now this is four straight weeks of some kind of return from him. Yeah. So not mad at all about that. No, he's on a great run. United is a is a definite buy going into the home stretch after the city match. Who? I have gotten this Hold far. On, who? Specifically, I've gotten this far with discount goalkeepers, but I plan to buy David De Gea for the stretch run after the City match. That dude is unbelievable, by the he way. He is unbelievable. Uh, makes spectacular saves on a regular basis. Abraham tested him a few different yes, times. Yes, he did. He absolutely did. Tim Abraham was a, f- a worthy but, fantasy but, own in the first half of the season. Yeah. He's Jordan a good Ayu, player. Jordan Ayew took over for him. It's no surprise that now that Ayew has been suspended for a few matches that Abraham has shined a little bit again. Yeah. But he couldn't get one through De Gea. Very few do. No fault of his. You are not expecting much from your Swansea players. Elfie Mawson was on my bench. Uh, someone I was watching that match with this weekend uh, referenced that he was a punk. Well, specifically, they said, I hate that punk who has the weird mustache on Swansea. And <laughs> okay. I just smiled and I said, thank you for saying so. That's Alfred Mawson to you, That's Scott. fine, yes. Okay, uh, Alfred Mawson. But United, they've got a nice schedule. Yeah. Double game weeks, at least one, mm-hmm. coming down the stretch. Uh, and so, yeah, absolutely. After the City match, I've already got my transfers planned out, injury permitting. But, but I'm who? skipping him for this week. I'm buying De- David De Gea. I'm going to go okay. strong at, at goalkeeper for okay. the stretch run. All right, but not... I mean, you're not buying Pogba, are you? No. Not buying no, I'm any. not buying anyone else. L- Lukaku, I would say it would be a I've still good buy. kept Phil Jones because I just can't get to selling defenders. Sure. No, I, He's stashed at the end of my bench. It's your Ashley Williams from last exactly. year. Exactly. That's, That's exactly fair. right. And as long as you have a good sub like Milivojevic <laughs> coming off the bench. That's right. What the hell? Let it ride. That's exactly right. Uh, Brian, if I could, real quick. If I could say something to Sanchez, I would tell him to to go get some Purina Alpo house chops. Okay. Yeah, it's it's some dog food for his um, dogs. I would say uh, it looks like Jesse Lingard has returned to not only favorability but also f- a little bit of form. I agree, and I was going to bring that up. Okay, he has been he was really active in this game. Yep. He's six yeah, he's okay. He's so back he's down to it. that that really low respectable mark that he was prior to all of his uh, his his price raise. There so he did not start in the Chelsea and Liverpool games, but other than that, he started in the last nine games. Yep, he has been very very active. He looks like the Lingard before Sanchez came in, mm-hmm. and he seems to be the one that that's been getting the playing time. As opposed to Rashford's been inconsistent. Uh, you know, Martial has been inconsistent. You know what I think is a good swap if you're if you still are holding on to him. Who like Tell I am? Me. Tell me. I think a swap from Shakiri to Lingard mm. is a is a savvy move. Here's the question, though, for you, Brian. Yeah, Would you cool. do that going into this weekend? Um, I am. I'm not necessarily expecting Manchester City to have a clean to win this game. Only because United gave them a game last time. Yeah. 
and well and you're and I feel like if there's ever a pride game, this is it. I agree. You don't want the city I mean you don't want a derby them winning the title at oh your my place. Goodness. No. I mean that is the you, biggest slap that could possibly happen. Well they're at Manchester City. So you don't I, no, no, I, I think it's at Trafford. No, they're at Manchester City. I don't think you want to be that you don't want that mark on your no. on your record period. No. I don't think you want that as part of your history. At the very least, you want them to win it the week after. Yeah. That's right. Like you do not want it to be against you. And so I don't know that it's like I don't know that it's will. You know what I mean? I don't think it's just that that's something you can will yourself into, like keeping it close with those guys. But it just seems like if there's ever been a game where everyone is going to be up for it for Manchester United, well, they it's this one or none. Here's the thing. It's not like United is void of talent. No, no, They at have all. probably just about as much talent as United as, as City's got out there. No, it just depends of, on systems and how yes, they fit together. They're void of a system that fits all that talent, that's fair, which that's is what fair. City has, and that's what's made the difference. I, I, I hear you, Brian. Right. And I, I don't disagree with you, but I'm just wondering, Mourinho does not go out to win big matches. He goes uh-huh. out to manage a result in big matches. He would probably be happy with nil-nil or 1-1 just so City can't go out and win the title. Sure. Oh, yeah. And if that's the case, that's not a, depending on who might score that one goal, assuming it's 1-1, Depending on who scores that goal, I'm not getting a lot of fantasy value from a United player in this match. That's no. why I'm not rushing out to buy any until after the City match is over. No, if you already have the guys, if you already have Lukaku, I mean, you're not swapping him for one game. And you're if not you're, benching him. You're going right, to play him. Yeah, you play, you play your best players in this, I think, no matter who you have. I don't think you do anything. You don't do anything with your City guys. I mean, maybe if you want to say you're not counting on a clean sheet from either side here. You know, maybe you bench your maybe you bench your your defenders, but I don't know. Okay, I think fine. You just I'll roll bench with it. Phil Jones. What's the what's the just play just play Phil Jones no matter what it'll work out for you in the end, it's guaranteed. True. Who does Crystal Palace play? Um, they play somebody easy. Hey, also- honestly, I feel like this was this is like nothing. Like there's nothing really. Swansea stinks. Two shots on target. Three total shots. Not they ideal. Do, and yet Swans there are discounted fighting. players. Yes, right. there are Swans discounted players. Swans is fighting for their, their Premier League life, and the rest of their schedule is, eh, it's okay. It's okay. It's they okay. have United and, and City on there, but it's in a few weeks. Right. And the, the league will probably be determined then. So, right. And this goes for United, too, is what is their effort? No, After I mean, the league is I'm, over, what what is their effort? After the, the City has won the league, what is their effort? Right. They'll want to win second more than City will want to keep winning in first. That sure. I do believe. Yeah, but there's still value there for Swansea for sure. players. I do happen to still own two of them. Didn't play either one in right. this match for this game week, but there is still value there. Yep. Crystal Palace one, Liverpool two. That aforementioned Luca penalty kick canceled out by Sadio Mane's roller coaster of a ride and Mohamed Salah's dramatic late winner. Man. It's a good even when he has a bad game, he still scores, Brian. You I know, mean, there was a time where I was really content that he was not doing anything in this game. <laughs> and it was because 
literally every single one of you captained. Yep. Mo Salah. <laughs> yep. Every single person. And that, and I'm sure that went for a lot of the rest of Fantasy Premier League. So sure. I was really happy there to see him not scoring. It's fine that he did. But. There was no other alternative. Well, I mean, you there were alternatives. But with Harry Kane out, mm-hmm. I feel like all year long it's been Harry Kane or Mo Salah. Who are you going to captain? We've talked about that in previous shows. How my uh, the primary opponent right now at the top of the table in our private league has been captaining Salah for differential purposes of yep. captaining Kane. He's been winning out in that battle. Kane's been out now for a couple of match weeks, and therefore I've had to captain Mo Salah. Had to. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, it hasn't I hurt. To. It I mean, hasn't I had hurt. to do it, so so I went into first place. I did think about getting creative, though, and maybe <laughs> yeah. captaining Son, anticipating yeah. he would play up front for Spurs, which he did. Right. But I'm glad I didn't do that. Yeah. You would have been better to captain Andy Robertson. That's true. Who continues to be an outstanding player. Uh, all three bonus points, gets the assist for uh, Salah's goal, and... Uh, is one of the most transferred in defenders. There's only one other guy who's been transferred in more than him, and we can talk about him when we talk about Lester, one of my yes. other favorite people. Very this, interesting. This we do have to give out one of our awards for this match. Despite what Dave said before, there was one player who was the most wasteful player of the week because his misses affected the match result. Oh, uh, man. Uh, uh, Townsend, when he blew the three-on-one with the carries. No. Although, I guess you could put that in there. Interesting. Christian Benteke had one amazing chance at goal, and another, I guess to be generous, you'd call it, it was a, at worst a half chance. Yeah. Skied them both. Missed I, them both. I would say his second miss is less bad than the first. I agree. But because it just looks so much worse because of how no, good the first chance was. It's snowballing on him at this <laughs> point. Yeah, I you mean... You expect Benteke to miss. It's his only two shots of the match. In our forward... In our forward thinking podcast where we talked about this, he hit his he hit his average. He got his two shots, and they were nice ones. <laughs> <laughs> and as I shake my head, uh, as that was happening, I just thought, not only yes, not only does that change the outcome of the game, or at least that point of the game, but it makes Christian Benteke it, it gives it makes it, it takes all of this away. Yes, we need to decide. I- I I chatted all of you on Slack during this match or just after this match, uh, something that I was hoping would make you smile, Dave. Yes. Because you suggested a couple of weeks ago that we might need to rename the Cameron Jerome Wasteful Player of the Week Award um, and, and rename it in honor of Christian Benteke after the year that he's having this year. Now, I've got two I, things on this. Okay, okay, good. I'm going to make one comment, then you might cancel it out right away. Okay. But I think that if we get to the end of the year and Benteke has statistics... For, for misses, okay. for wastefulness, anywhere near what Cameron Jerome had when we named the award after him, that we are going to be bound and obligated to rename this award after Christian Benteke. I, I tend to agree, but I, I'll be gnashing with teeth having to change the name of the award. You just like tradition. And here's so true. you want here's, to stick with the original. Here's what's going to unnash your teeth, Dave. Oh. All right. Give us facts, Brian. Give us stats. Two things. Ground us in stats. Guess who has overtaken Mohamed Salah on the list of big chances missed? Whoa. Benteke. Christian Benteke. Never mind. Now has 20, 20 big chances missed for the season and is now currently in first place on that list. Do we have Cameron Jerome stats for big chances? It's even worse 
when you find out, as the BBC reminded us this week, that Christian Benteke has missed 20 of 22 big chances Wow! this season. Wow. Not only does he lead the league in missed chances, he has 22 big chances and has only converted two of them. All right, Brian, here's the deal. If this holds... We are entirely justified. Okay, good. In renaming the Cameron Jerome Ward. Not yeah. only not only for proximity, not only in cr- chronology, but by statistic. We now are you, absolutely okay. You did the work to get the stats on wastefulness to back up our naming this award originally after Cameron Jerome. After I defended him more than anyone, I've I've been his biggest defender, and not and only half heartedly, but still defending. Now here's what I need you to do. I'm officially placing you on waste watch. Okay, Brian. yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Jerome versus Benteke. Okay. All right, I need you to keep tracking this. We need to make a segment out of this until the end of the year. Waste watch. It is the, yes, waste watch. Christian yep. Benteke, via you, Brian. Okay. Your keeping of these stats is on waste watch. My feeling is that unless Christian Benteke converts a significant number of big chances in the final <laughs> six weeks of the season, there is no <laughs> way his percentage can be worse than... His will be much worse, I mean, than Cameron Jerome's ever was. All right. I am, I am happy to. It's I'm sad kind of rooting for this to happen because I feel like this would be such a great, like, natural evolution. I, I, it's of our sad podcast. because yeah, you're probably right. It's sad because he had such a great play on the long ball on the Zaha penalty. He put the ball right at Zaha's chest for him to end up making the play that drew the that drew the penalty that Lucas scored getting completely tackled so he hockey by assisted Karius. the penalty is what i'm saying mm. and so he he wasn't bad obviously he got himself into great positions but Look, holy said, cow holy we, we cow we said we've said before he is probably better suited for a number 10 scott led last week he Benteke, loves assists you just don't want that out of your center forward that's exactly right uh liverpool as it were, right? As you were, nothing yeah. Changes. And uh, I don't hey, know. No, Sadio Mane. Look, man. I know he had a rough game, and uh, and only rough it. in the sense that he, you know, he had already, you know, take what you will from the first, you know, the 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 diving yellow at the beginning. I mean, what he did at that point to grab the ball was dumb. That's just a dumb. <laughs> the only person who was dumber this week is in the Watford match. Right. Only one other oh. dumb dumb move oh, that, this week, but that no was doubt. way dumber. But. There might be he's a still good. Half point for that. <laughs> I mean, he was still. I mean, he scores the Mane, he scores the equalizer. That's a that's a big moment, and he's been really good. Mane, I mean, he obviously last, outscored Firmino this week. The last five weeks, seven, eight, seven, nine, and six. Yeah, I've held on to him despite l- looking at it constantly, saying like, "Oh man, I could do something else with that much money." And I just keep thinking like, "No, oh, he keeps being really good." And this week is a not is you know. Getting a revenge shot at Everton after that first Everton match, this, you know, like I'm tempted to not, you know, I feel like it's like it was a couple weeks ago where it's play all your Liverpool people, whoever they are. All right. We've covered three matches and you've given me three midfielders that you're making me want to buy. I'm going to need yeah. you to stop. Look, you're going to hey, put me into peril if, here. When I, I know you and I are the only two that own Luka Milivojevic. So I, don't I know that. 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 I don't understand it either. That is, I'm sure that's going to change this week. Uh, he's the fourth most transferred in player of all players. His price he's, is five, yeah, and I believe, be I believe, I believe, no, his points. I thought his price was six. No, he is five. five pounds. He is 
a five even. And we bought them in the low. Like oh, I'm sure fours. it was four. I'm, I was going to say 4.7 or something yep. like that. Um, no, absolutely. I do not understand that what's what has taken so long uh, for people to. Yeah, I got them at 4.7. He is perfect mm-hmm. for that first spot on your bench. Yep. Every single week. Yep. Every week. Tell me I'm wrong, Dave. <laughs> There is no way to say you're wrong on that one. No, I'm not. Hey, good on Zaha uh, drawing the penalty and, and being useful again, too. But Hey, Karius should have gotten a red. Yeah. Been a monster. Let's call a spade a spade. Karius should have gotten a red. You have to make an attempt at the ball. Mane should have gotten a second yellow. I mean, Neil yeah. Swarbrick was kind. There's no question about it. <laughs> yeah. Neil Swarbrick was kind in yeah. this match. Somebody was in the pockets. Well, he hey, wasn't in the pockets. Um, that's a that's a problem for Crystal Palace. Look, we don't have to talk about it in the injury roundup, but, man, that sucks for Adam Lallana. Yeah, I was honestly like that was a moment where I was like, oh, like you immediately heartbroken for the dude, like minutes, three minutes. And then hamstring exploded. Sucks. Does. Anyway, does. Hey, Palace, again, not to rehash, has a very, very nice schedule moving forward. Maybe the nicest of anyone in the league. Everyone's focusing on the fact that they've lost these three matches to top six clubs very late and how heartbreaking that is. But honestly, if you had told them they weren't going to get any points against those three opponents, they probably wouldn't have been that surprised. And so looking at the bigger picture, there is definitely opportunity to jump yeah. in on Crystal Palace. If anything, Zaha's yet another midfielder yeah. that's going to be tempting to own. He looks like a monster out there. Yep. He's been devastating against these top defenses, or at least defenses on top clubs, to be clear. And, uh, and there's no reason to believe that's going to change against lighter opposition. Chelsea 1, Tottenham 3. Looked like business as usual when Alvaro Morata started the scoring, but Christian Eriksen and the Delhi Ali Brace saw to it that Spurs got their first Premier League win oh, at man. Stamford Bridge. So Spursy. <laughs> so oh, Spursy. Where's the so Spursy now? <laughs> Honestly, this this clinches in my mind the top four. It's going to take a yeah. dramatic collapse between either United, Liverpool, or Spurs in order to see Chelsea or well, I think Arsenal's probably not going to make it. So to see Chelsea come through, and this is the business end of the season. This is the business end of the season. You are what your points say you are mm-hmm. at this point in the season, um, and with Chelsea, that's fifth place at best. Yeah, the final humiliation of the Antonio Conte eras now complete and yet antonio conte came out and i saw this as a huge swing at chelsea's uh transfer staff transfers club chelsea's trans like clubs transfer strategy when he came out and said that we've done the best that we can with the roster we have this year i've gotten the most out of the players that i have this year um wow first of all uh congrats to dave for I think securing the Spurs bet that you did at the beginning of the year that they would finish inside the top yeah. five. Yeah. I was gonna, I was going to bring that up at the but end. But so year. save it until yeah. You yeah. want to make sure it's it's a guarantee. That's a bet Dave is going to win. Uh, second, Chelsea essentially out of the Champions League contention next season. So third, so long everybody, especially Eden Hazard. Yeah. Goodbye. There's no lots doubt. of folks. Every, almost every paper reporting that it's up to nine players. The top of that list being Hazard and Tebow. Uh, incidentally, this match has, to me, you want to add to the list of midfielders. To me, you can add a handful in this match. And and I say you can add Chelsea players, too. I know they stink. But speaking of 
teams that have good schedules the rest of the way. Chelsea. Chelsea got a great schedule. And I know if they were in a collapse, if they're going to just shut down and not play and somebody like Hazard just going to say screw it, I'm not going to be here next year. I'm not right. I'm 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 going to go sit and pout. I don't know. He was kind of non-existent in this match. Uh zero shots. But he did have six key passes in the game. I mean, he was he was a creative player still, just not seeing it as much. And so I think their feeling is he's kind of He's kind of vanished. But prior to this match, since he returned early in the se- earlier in the season, no one in the Premier League has created more chances than Eden Hazard. It's interesting. Only uh he's t- created 57 chances tied with Ozil and De Bruyne hmm. for the f- overall for the Premier League. 2.8 chances created per 90 minutes, which is only which is second best to Ozil. And better than De Bruyne, he's created 26% of Chelsea's chances, which is the best of anyone in the Premier League. Pascal Gross is at 25 and a half. De Bruyne is at 24. Ozil at 22%. Like he is, he is statistically as good as he's been. Like on a lot of these statistics, just hasn't translated as much into Premier League fantasy, fantasy Premier League Premier points. League. It the only thing that I think is going to help Chelsea players out fantasy-wise for the rest of this season is the fact that there is a World Cup this summer. In other words, guys don't want to just mail it in and not be mm. practicing. Although, here's the other thing, too. I don't know. They don't want to pick up any injuries. Hazard is not going to miss out on Belgium's squad. No, oh, no, no, he's all. not going to miss out. But what I'm saying is, do you really want to kind of go in kind of cold? I don't know. I, I tell you this. They don't want to go in injured. No. If you're playing in meaningless games... At the end of your Premier League season, how much effort are you going to give? Are you going to get hurt? You're going to get hurt well, in a World Cup summer? And they're in the and they're in like the worst spot of the table because now they're drifted like what six or eight eight, po- eight points eight behind, they eight points behind, behind Spurs, and and they're like eight points ahead of Arsenal. Yep. So they're, they're in like fifth. that they're in like that solid fifth that yep. that is going to take either a miracle of winning streak at the end of the season and or losing losses. streak to yeah. drop like. Yep. Fifth place is pretty much guaranteed for them. It, yeah, I, I'm. It's the. It makes me wonder what everyone was rushing out to buy Willian for. Just want to clarify, they're only yeah. five points ahead of Arsenal. Oh, they're only five. Only five. Well, maybe so that's some just incentive. You don't want to. Dro- <laughs> do you want to drop into sixth? Just want to throw that out there. Okay. Listen, I guess we could we could break down this game. There's not anything breaking down no. worth breaking down this game. Before we move to the Spurs, I do have one more thing on Chelsea. What's that, Scott? And this week I have a. My Arsenal moment, mm-hmm. I actually am not going to do. Oh, I actually wrote an open letter to Chelsea Football Club. Oh boy, and I oh. and I figured that this would be a good time to read it. Can I just can I just, do I need to give any kind of disclaimer to the fans of Chelsea Football Club who listen to our podcast? You can if you want. It's probably not necessary. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> Dear Chelsea Football Club. Not so much a letter as it is. <laughs> oh, God. Whew. Okay, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, I couldn't control myself. Well, well, well. Look how the mighty have fallen. You just pissed away a chance at the top four. You have slowly lost your legends. Lampard, Terry, Drogba. You keep hiring 
defensive-minded, mentally draining managers that never seem to develop any of your offensive players. You've sold Kevin DeBrowna, Lukaku, Salah, and loaned out 37 others just this season. <laughs> Some of which maybe could have made this team better. Your owner... That's true. Yes, definitely. Your, your owner's unstableness seems to be wearing on the franchise, going through six managers in the last 10 years, with two of them coming back for a second time. And honestly, as an Arsenal fan, who is often mocked by you, it gives me great pleasure to watch this. And I know that we won't make top four either. We still have a chance in Europa. We are probably getting rid of Wenger, who has been holding us back, and have made front office changes that have gotten rid of Sanchez and brought in Mkhitaryan and Aubameyang. So welcome, Chelsea. Let me be the first to welcome you to Europa League. Look on the bright side. At least next season, you could have two paths to make the Champions League. Wow. In all seriousness, it would be interesting if they sell those nine players rumored to leave mm-hmm. and keep all or most of those top players that have been loaned out and use them in a Europa League competition. Yeah. That would be great for Chelsea Football Club's future. I don't share the spite that Dave has. for. Uh, no, that's not true. I do. I'm just keeping it in a little <laughs> bit more. No, my spite and my anger needs to be directed to one person and one person only. Harry Mother <laughs> Kane. Hmm. I guess we're moving on to Spurs now. Look, there, there's nothing you can do about it. There is something you can do about it. Well, there Two is words, something, Brian. but it's never going to happen. Injury protocol. Back and fitter than ever is your injury protocol. <laughs> oh there's your protocol. Gosh. Every paper in England. Kane's back. Harry Kane says, for me, it was a chance to get a couple of weeks break. Refresh the other muscles. Get ready for the business end of the season. The thing that makes Kane the now, if you like, we said last week talking about forwards. If you've already used your money, your Kane sale money elsewhere, you got a problem. <laughs> because the thing that should scare everyone is him. Every all the tabloid papers are making it seem like oh, Kane issues a. Warning to Mo Salah and the Golden Boot race. All all Harry Kane said was, "Yeah, it's a competition. I I was there last year. I can only focus on myself. Mo's had a great season. He's he's been great. But yeah, I'm gonna go out there and prepare and do my best to catch him. But we know how well he does at the end of season. Yes, to win the Golden Boot. Right. And so now the the. The transfers in are reflecting this uh, the fire for the golden boot, I think, because Kane's number one. I'm telling you right eight. now, uh, I bought him today. Look, scared I, that his price was going to jump. I just want to say, tonight. there was nothing. All we could have done, like the news of him being available, happened, you know, within like 48 hours of no of well, well, of, 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 of the, the end of our podcast. Yeah, yeah. So it was like. Like I said, we went straight. We went basically from Jan Vertonghen saying, "Like, oh man, I hope I hope he's ready for the World Cup so that we can face <laughs> a fit England squad." And then, like thirty six hours later, Pochettino saying, "Well, Harry Kane's probably going to be available," and it's just like, "What just happened? How is this happening?" Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he only comes in off the bench and just plays a little bit, but he played. He was ready. That rubber ankle looked as good as ever. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I went sat down on my computer uh, yesterday morning <laughs> and just cranked out 500 hateful words about Kane and Aguero <laughs> and how we need injury protocol for the six million FPL owners yep. around the world. This is this is ridiculous. Um, I should not have to use players' personal social media accounts as my most reliable way to determine whether or not that player is injured. There should be a standardized protocol in place to let me know whether or not a player's available. This is not hard. We went through this. We spent 20 minutes in a separate podcast episode going through how the National Football League here in the United States does it mm-hmm. and how it could easily translate into the Premier League. Yep. The 6 million FPL owners need this information. This is a joke of a fantasy league until we have something better in place. Here, here. I don't know if it's a joke. But I think your point is made. I feel like... Unless you like chaos. Mauricio Pochettino played a joke on all of us. There's no doubt. They and that should not they, be. They made it seem like he was probably going to shut it down for no, the rest of the season. No, it was very clear. The words ligament damage was, were prominent was in used. all of the reports. Oh, yes, definitely. No one comes back from ligament damage, Brian, yeah. in, in two weeks. It now absolutely, literally looks like he just... Took some time off. Well, look, here's the thing. The thing is, it's Kane versus whatever else you've got and whether or not you have the money to me. It's not necessarily Kane versus Lukaku or Obama Yang. If you're still making that decision, you know, I'm sure there are people out there who do have that decision to make. I think you'd have to lean Kane in all of those and all in that decision making and all of that. No. However, <laughs> but what I'm saying is that that he becomes now what feels like essential again. Yes, and this is my problem. This is my problem. I used a valuable transfer yeah. on Harry Kane last week, which could have been used in a better place mm-hmm. if I had known that he would not miss a single match. Yeah, not one. For his ligament injury. Yes. You would have probably benched him Going exactly. into this match, that's it. If you but knew he was, him. if you knew that he was a a doubt, but available for selection, you're probably not selling him. Correct. Right. Correct. My squad would be a whole lot better if there had been an injury protocol in place that would have told me Harry Kane is not right necessary to sell. Yep. That's what's got me furious. I'm furious about the fact that Junior Stanislaus is still in my squad because I use that transfer on Harry Kane instead. And yep. now he's got an orange triangle. Yeah, we can talk about Junior when we. And get now I've got to take a negative four for a second week in a row because of stupid Harry Kane Look, and stupid Mauricio Pochettino and stupid Premier League for not having an injury protocol. I you need you. to take a deep breath. I need to get into my third drink. Look, Hold on. <laughs> look, when you want to, when you're feeling mad and it makes you want to roar, I want to kick Harry Dan- Kane in the ankle. What does Daniel Tiger say? Listen, I want to kick Harry Kane in the ankle right now. <laughs> I think the tougher decision to make here is which of the three Spurs midfielders who are performing here again. Mm. Not Delhi. Oh, not I mean, Delhi. Scott, you're not allowed to weigh in on Delhi. He had one good match. Guys. I understand, but your hate for him. Do you uh, think this is going to translate into a strong finish to the season? Oh, I'm he just, had a bad on, international on. break. I just want got to benched right? for England. I want to throw this out there. His last three matches, 5-11 and 15. Okay, that's not not so just one good match. Good. He's had he's had three straight matches yeah. of a an assist goal combo or whatever or two goals in this match. Yeah, all right, that is as, decent. As former Spur Danny Murphy 
told us in an article this week. He was arguing that Delhi's form may have dipped, but obvious the obvious quality of the player has not ever gone that, away. That first goal that he had, obviously the second one was, was kind of a tap-in garbage. That first goal, the first touch he had on the over-the-top over pass was unbelievable. If he's finding form for the end of the season, that's scary. Brian. The thing is... De- Brian. You just quoted the same Danny Murphy who also said that England should take John Joe Shelby to the World Cup this past weekend. True, but John Joe Shelby has his moment. <laughs> of stupidity. Listen, Delhi, this is uh, this is not arguable. This is Danny Murphy, and this is just stats. Sure. Delhi has more assists this year than he's had at any point in his career in any of his seasons up to this point. He has as many the only people that have more assists than him this year are all the Manchester City people. So he has 14 assists in all competitions, 12 of those credited to him in the FPL. And he's created more chances this season than he's created in any of the three he's played so far. That's interesting. So 82 chances created this season. He hasn't been bad. And obviously the, the, the overall numbers have been, have been still okay. It's just compared. He's not scoring as many goals as he did last year. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm not going near him. He's, he's cheaper volatile. than he's cheaper than Erickson, yeah. and Erickson has been great too all I, season. I, long. Erickson's been great. If I owned Erickson, I'd be happy right now. But quite honestly, I can't. I have to stick with Sun. I agree. I I don't think you can necessarily go wrong. If I was to rank the owns, I would want. I think I would go with Sun, Erickson, Ali. I would rank Ali third. Um, I. I I but might Sun, flip Erickson and Sun. Sun. Looks so da- he continues to look so dangerous. It's just every that, game. It's just that those guys, Erickson and Delhi, are not at risk of being subbed out for Eric Lamella at any point. And that's, that's the danger that everyone keeps saying with Sun that nah. you expect him to start a lot of the games, but he's probably going to sit at least one somewhere along the line. Hmm. So I don't know. So no double game week for Sun. It's just a. It's just this is again. That's why I'm saying I feel like the differentials are now. This was a perfect week, a perfect example of like it's a huge differential week for for who? How many people even have Delhi right now? Is right. it even ten percent? So yeah, but do you realize how many negative points I'd have to go just to get to where I'd make that move? And yeah. part of that well, is you, stupid Harry Kane's you fault currently. But maybe someone else might not be yeah. in that situation. Uh, despite a down season, uh, Delhi is still one it's point ahead me. of David Silva, and he's six points behind Sun. Yeah. So that's it. Arsenal three, Stoke nil. Aubameyang's brace, one of which was a penalty kick, could have been more if he hadn't shared the wealth with Lacazette on oh, the man. second penalty kick. Listen, when you come into a new team, you want to make sure that everyone is good, and everyone is happy. He was kind about it. No, listen. He, uh, Lots of hugs. He's yeah. been given... Dortmund, on his way out, made him seem like he was a big, selfish baby. He was a big, selfish now, baby. Well, that's what that's what you heard. He left the club. That's what you heard. Oh, boy. Ironically, though, when he was still in... in he hadn't been transferred yet. He was still showing up to practice. He you was sure still training that? with his team. I'm just saying, it just seems odd... Uh, look, of course, do I like him? Yes. Has he, he got caused- what he wanted. Of course he's happy right now. Wait until he's unhappy. Then you'll see the true Obama Yang. 
Okay. I it, say that as someone who currently owns him, by the way. I'm happy that he's happy. I'm going to cash in now that he's happy. All right. But the moment things go south next year for a new owner, not new owner, hopefully a new owner, but at least a new manager, he's not going to be happy that's again. That's not true. That's not true. All right. At Dortmund, he was that, continuing to show up for training <laughs> yeah. even when... Are you sure about that? I, I know it was. Cause trust right. me, I was following every move because I was hoping he was going to be moving to Arsenal. None of that is relevant. Let's move on. Bottom line is, he had a brace mm-hmm. yep. sitting on a hat trick. Should have he had has yeah. five goals in six games. Yep. It could very easily be seven goals in six games if it weren't for him giving that penalty kick at the end of the game. Just to, to, just to give Lacazette some form. Which, which, which honestly helps going into Thursday because Aubameyang's not playing and Lacazette is playing. So and and then uh, and then he missed a PK in the city game. So, man, it could be it could be seven goals in six games. Yeah, he, um, it's been pretty good. It has been good, Dave. The first half was uh, was garbage. Yeah. And, uh, so and and Gunner fans booed the team off at half as they should have. And then things picked up after the sixty minutes. There, yeah, the the, the, the eight thousand or however many, not yeah. eight thousand. Um, no, and, and and this is what annoyed me so bad in the game uh, is that they played like they knew they could turn the switch on whenever they needed to. And then they did it like that. That's what's annoying, right? Don't give me this crap game because you know, for the most part, this game doesn't count. And you know, the th- game Thursday does count. And then all of a sudden at the end of the game, you, you, you think you have the switch and you can turn it on, but normally most teams can't. And they did turn on and all of a sudden they went three, nothing. Yeah. And, I guess that's what's annoying because that makes me feel like that will happen again, and that just is bothersome to me. For me, Arsenal, the only player I own is Aubameyang because I know he can't play Europa League. I'll yeah. probably keep it that way. That, and that's been this major selling point for me to own him. At get, this guess who didn't start this match? Mkhitaryan. Right. He comes in, you know, and and that probably this, this starting is on Thursday. a yeah. Europa League. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ramsey comes back in this time. Ramsey doesn't start. Right. right, and so Jaka doesn't start, and so Koscielny not, rests totally. Not that Jaka's filling up any fancy score sheets. Right. I'm just saying that for example, the team is they are obviously Europa prioritizing League. Yep. Europa League, and it, honestly, they should. Okay, no one's faulting them for that. But we said this with United last year. This affects the the Premier League fantasy relevance. Yep. Absolutely, I've been owning Mctarian, and I and I will be selling him this week because I don't want to get caught in this. In this issue with is he starting? Is he not? I got burned once. I'm not getting burned again. You should buy Luca instead, and then just keep. No, I'm going to add Sun. <laughs> I'm going to add Sun, so then I'll have Sun, Sterling, hey. Salah, Mores. Hey, look, it'll be good. You like That's the good. you like the fire uh, Ozil and Bellerin getting into it. I did love that Ozil was giving Bellerin the business because hey, you know what he said. They 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 they, they, they mouth they got the mouth the mouth words the, what people lip readers his mouth words came out of his mouth hole the mouth words and came uh, out. and what the mouth words said was you talk too much he because to- yeah oh, Bellerin missed him on you know on a cross yeah. didn't get any and Bellerin apparently was was saying you should have well, gone after it harder Ozil okay that might have fizzled over into Ozil was running on to a through ball and yeah. Bellerin didn't give it to him. And yeah, he, Ozil, yeah, he he missed. He didn't pick that, him out right yet. And that's when Ozil gave him the business. Um, he followed it up by saying, "Wait till inside." Did he? Did he say that? Yeah. And then they uh, they exchanged a little bit of uh, of uh, 
brotherly barbs afterwards on Bellerin Instagram it, or something. Bellerin this whole year has been a chump. And and if Ozil's giving him the business, I love it. Yeah. It's pretty bad if Bellerin's getting the business from Ozil considering where Ozil has been at stages of the year himself. Um, pre, pre-contract. This year. Pre-contract. I, you given, say that, but recall the shows where you referred to him as a piece of wet toilet paper. That's true. That was many shows. Uh, Dave, I hate it when you remember uh, things. Look, Arsenal. I think we've I think we've established where we are with Arsenal yes. and Stoke. Look, Stoke is uh. Shakiri and Jack Butland, and that is it. Yeah. And Jack Butland finishes with eight saves, despite conceding three goals. He still gets you three points, which is which is fine. The problem for them is six fixtures. Yeah. Remaining, they play Spurs, Burnley, and Liverpool. Not good. They play Hammers. Crystal Palace and Swansea. Not Guess who either. Hammers, Crystal Palace, and Swansea are compared to Stoke? All better. I say Stoke <laughs> is done. You think done Stoke's done. relegated? Yes. Where are they going to get? They're three points from I, safety now. Where are they going to get? Where are they going to get I enough points to come up from there? And they're three points from safety. Those three points are to Crystal Palace, correct? Yes. Crystal Palace has a decent schedule. Yes. And I feel much better about Crystal Palace's chances. Yeah. I'm glad you referenced Jack Butlin's performance because we do need to give him the Brad Guzan Award for courage. Absolutely. Yeah, man. He gave up three goals with those eight saves. Yeah, two of the three goals were against penalty kicks, but all that just contributes to the Guzaniness yep. of the performance. He was under fire. Oh, yeah. He stood yep. tall. He did. Chest out and took the, did his best, absolute best. Absolutely. Will so, be useful because Stokes' defense is terrible and he is good. Yeah. That's it. He should sign with a better club. West Brom 1, Burnley 2. Tell me if you've heard this before. West Brom get a goal, still manage to lose. All three goals. All three goals coming from discount forwards we discussed on last week's pod. Brian, the last thing. Hold on. on. I want to set this up. I want to hear from you because as someone who had at least one Burnley defender and a Burnley goalkeeper, and someone else in our league has two Burnley defenders and a Burnley goalkeeper. I'm pretty sure it's Drew. Brian, tell me exactly what went, happened when the Rondon goal goes in. First of all, how many times are they going to concede a goal after the 80-something minute? Two, the last thing I said, it was off the microphones, which we were I, we intentionally talked about Rondon and Jay Rodriguez, right. which you said, stop talking about West Brom. It's true. At the end, I said, Rondon's going to be one of those guys that you are going to say, man, he did it again. Mm-hmm. Sometime the rest of the year, he's going he's gonna to do that. Jay Rodriguez is probably going to do it too. And so all I could think is, like, you've got to be kidding me. As I'm watching Nick Pope and Matt Lowton, like a lot of other people, Nick Pope is one of the most purchased def- goalkeepers, which I think we can talk injury protocol with Tom Heaton. I feel like it's, a, I feel like it's still risky. Yeah. Still. It's just annoying. That's a lot of points to drop out of absolutely nowhere. You go, and then Nick Pope had a yellow card somewhere along the line too, so he <laughs> finishes with one. Anyway, first win for Burnley at the Hawthorne since 1969. Way to go, Burnley! Wow, that's a crazy stat. Ashley Barnes's goal was nice. Yes, that's it was. The kind of goal you score when you're feeling really good about your form. Yep, really also, good form. Darren Moore, new caretaker manager of West Brom, replacing Alan Pardew. Finally, want to say bye to Alan Pardew. Mercifully sacked. Yeah. After this match, does the Darren Moore appointment change anything about the attractiveness of Rondon or Jay Rodriguez? If you were to go that direction, no. I mean, there. I mean, it's it has everything to do with 
you know, can you is can you find anywhere in their schedule where you feel like, oh yeah, that's something that I feel like is going to be useful for me. Ten points Some, somewhere along the line, and and not only is it yeah, so not only is it like we're way too far behind. Everybody, I feel like they know where they are. They still have Manchester United, Liverpool at Newcastle, which is not easy. Home to Spurs and at Crystal Palace. Are you serious? There is nowhere in there that you no. feel good about anything. Yep. Maybe next week or this coming weekend against Swansea at home. Maybe. But even then, you just say, no. no. I think you cut you cut all your West Brom loose. Yeah. If you're going to be risky and want to have one of those, either Rondon or Rodriguez as, a, as your third forward, I feel like there are better options, including Chris Wood and Ashley Barnes. There's one other club I'm going to recommend you can completely cut loose from between now and the end of the pod, and I'm going to be talking to a few of our competitors in our private league. Hey, uh, Aaron Lennon, back-to-back assists. Uh, good job. Mm. One of those guys. Brighton nil, Leicester 2. Ibora and Vardy scoring for the Foxes. Glenn Murray could have, but missed his penalty kick opportunity. Glenn Murray would be most wasteful if not for um, Chris Christian Benteke. Benteke. Uh Disappointing from Mares. Just one shot. Uh, was the only shot he had. It was on target, but I think with the 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 hopes are still high for him in the coming weeks. I expect more. Holy Casper Schmeichel! What a week, Casper uh, Schmeichel! And then also my personal favorite, the, my favorite thing that happened this entire week more than Obama Yang is Ben Chilwell. Mm. Ben Chilwell is one of the most purchased defenders for the week. He was four point three. He is four point four. Ben Chilwell has been one of the great bargains of this half of the season. This is why Lester refused to sell him when they yeah. have multiple suitors for him. And good for him. He's deserved it. Chilwell's uh, last two games, 5-11. and 11. Before that, it's just a bunch of ones, ones and twos. Sure. Newcastle, or, uh, Lester's upcoming schedule, home to Newcastle at Burnley, home to Southampton. They do not play in week 35. Just want to throw that He's just there. been one of those guys, along with, with Paul Dummett, who's been at the absolute bottom of guys that you know that are exceptionally cheap and you know who have, uh, if not a secure starting role, who are nearly definitely going to be out there almost every single week. And Chilwell is first choice for them. That's right. Vardy Wilfred, scored, and Vardy scored again. He did, and Wilfred Ndidi will not be playing for a little bit. Yeah, is he a lunatic? <laughs> he sure looked like one. <laughs> I thought about giving him or the referee in this match a fantasy half point for that whole charade but it's better served elsewhere west ham three southampton nil joao mario marco marco again keeping hammers fans happy man for marco what a day for marco marco is the kind of guy that is he's worthy of playing as a third or fourth midfielder regardless of west ham's opponent yeah he's dangerous enough. well now that he's playing up front, yes, Marco's been a different player since yep. can, can uh, I believe it's it? week sixteen. Since he started up front, Marco Arnautovic has been one of the best, uh, been one of the best forwards that you can have. Can, can we just say it? I know he's and a, he's a midfielder. He's a completely different type of midfielder, but he's this year's Gilfie. Yeah, in terms of quality, which makes him two years ago Marco. <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> That's so dumb. That's amazing. It is amazing. Although I would say Gilfie fought Marco for that for that award oh, yeah, two Gilfie years ago. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, other than that, the only news to me is that Charlie Austin not only did return, he came in as a starter yeah. in this match. Straight in. Didn't end up doing anything. No, not at all. 
didn't get the brace that I predicted he might be getting in his first match. But something to keep an eye on. Yeah. It's possible he'll be able to do something as he gets his, his this, legs back. This week, I mean, we don't have to go into it too much, but I feel like this week was just the, the, the teams who have shown their uh, uh, ineptitude on the offensive side all really held to that uh, this you week. You are who and, you are and at Southampton is one of those. Zero shots on target. One of one of more than one team to, to have zero shots on target this week, which is crazy. Charlie Austin had three shots, none of them on target, and no other Saints player had more than one shot. Um, welcome back. Uh, we get to say uh, welcome back Arthur Masuaku uh, to this match, who assisted Marco's second excellent goal. Spoken like a true Hammers fan. Uh, uh, yes. But we also get to say happy trails, Mikhail Antonio. Second, se- second straight season that his uh, season ends with an, a significant hamstring injury. Yeah, it's too bad. Will not be playing again. Only got eight minutes in here. That's and, it. Uh, he that's qualifies it. for the old injury team from now oh, on. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. The question is, do you, Scott, you already have Marco. Are you, uh, are you proposing everyone consider him strongly? Uh, for one of their five midfield positions here. Well, I think if you have your wild card, we've given you a killer midfield to consider going out, and I would add Marco to that list. Well, hold yeah. on a second. Do you know what his schedule's come like? West Ham's schedule is not. Said, yeah, West Ham's schedule is not great, but he is immune to their opponent. He has the opportunity to score against anybody, given his position, his desire, and his current form. I will take Marco, who's driven the way that he is right now. David Moyes did something to him, and it has it has paid off. All right. I'm going to list to you. That's, I don't care what you're going to list to me. I'm keeping him in my lineup. The teams that Marco has scored on. That's fine. Stoke, Newcastle, Bournemouth, Huddersfield, Watford, Southampton, albeit he did score against Chelsea. That is it. Mm-hmm. His okay. upcoming schedule, Chelsea. At Stoke or home to Stoke at Arsenal, City, Leicester, Everton, United. I like I hear, Marco. I hear four I'm goals. not owning him. I hear there's, four more. There's goals no way. That. I will bet right now he doesn't score four goals the rest of the season. This is I a would, great bet. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll go. I love this bet. That is such a perfect number. Four <laughs> goals. I am absolutely four and under. Oh no. no. Okay. That, you have to impossible. say, will he get four goals? So the best I that, say no. I say he will not get four goals. And I say he will. All right, fair enough. That right. That's a bet. We'll that write man. it down on our what bet page on Slack. Bet. Speaking of you are who your points say you are, Watford 2, Bournemouth 2, Kiko Feminia, Roberto Pereira, both thought they had given the points to the Hornets in this one, but a Josh King penalty kick and a Jermaine Defoe late thrilling goal. Secure a point for each. Both side. teams leave happy. Mm, sort more of? Bournemouth than Watford. Yeah, Bournemouth's definitely happier than Watford is. Uh, one, Jose Holobos is a lunatic. Holobos is a lunatic. That guy is crazy. And for his lunacy and for his cojones, <laughs> okay. this man is getting my honorary but meaningless fantasy half point. Sure. What? The, listen, he's from Colombia. Is that correct? Or is it, am I thinking of somebody else? Gigs, I don't know. If only there were a way. So Holivas is from Greece. Now, I don't know how good the Greek men's indoor volleyball team is, but I think Holivas showed that he's got quality at the net with that, with that volleyball spike that Get he that did. Get that out of here. That was an amazing volleyball spike on the ball. What's fantastic is no one saw it really but Kapu. 
Kapu was right trailing behind them. And if you look and watch the replay, like Protal's like approaching the ref, kind of getting in his face. Kapu has this biggest, sheepish look on his face, like, did this guy just do this? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, hey, Will Hughes, man. Will Hughes assists, two more bonus points, 74 minutes. If only you, he played I more. was going to say, if you're a Watford fan, you got to wonder, man, why what, can't, what if this guy had found a spot earlier or had, had stayed healthy? He did yeah. this at the end of last season for whatever reason. He nice. comes in with the bleach blonde hair, and his control in the box in this game was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and surprising. You're not, yeah, you're not buying him. No, you're not buying No, him. but I'll, I'll see what happens over the summer, and depending on what happens in the summer, he's going to be on my radar as a fifth midfielder in the Yeah, in, for sure, especially if the price is right. Hey, Josh King's picking up some form. Another Speaking of guys you're not necessarily running out to buy, but yeah. two goals and assists, five total bonus points in the last four weeks. I mean, he's, he's, playing, he's playing really well. I'm ready to move on. Newcastle won, Huddersfield nil. I love watching Newcastle play at home, especially when Iosi Perez scores a dramatic late winner. Newcastle at home continues to be a tough place to hey, play. The FPL Dream two. Eleven had two Newcastle defenders. Speaking of uh, Lascelles, speaking of offensive ineptitude. Yes, Hutters, exactly, exactly. Huddersfield. This was the club. I'm. I'm not going anywhere near. Yeah. I haven't. I have no Hutter. I don't think I've owned a single Huddersfield player. I don't even think I went to Aaron Moy earlier. I don't, no, and I don't think I even had any defenders. Which those correct? Those, the defenders had some. Had some I, there for a minute. Oh no, I had Mounier. I had Mounier. I did not. So you. you had so I'm dumb. I will never. I will not go to a Huddersfield player the rest of the year. I mean, no. they cannot. It's either four or it's zero, and usually it's more often zero. Um, just. Four touches for Huddersfield in the Newcastle box. Mm. Four touches. Four total shots. None on target. Another one of those teams. No shots on target. No goal in five of six matches now. They have no goal in their last 52 shots. They have not scored since February against West Brom. And they still have a chance to stay up. They do not have a goal in 12 away matches, and 13 is the record for the Premier League. Oh, wow. So they are they are in some dangerous territory here. Those points that they got at the beginning of the season are massive. The well, schedules for Brighton and Huddersfield make it so that if Southampton and Stoke could find a few results, yeah, just a few, a, a draw and a couple of wins, they could miraculously stay up. Brighton's schedule is terrible. It is. It is absolutely terrible. And Huddersfield just not doesn't good. seem capable of finding it against anybody. Um. On the Newcastle side, Paul Dummett continues to be four point two dollars. I knew that was coming, uh, but it wasn't even him who was no, two was, of the, no, top, the was, top two defenders. It was scores. Yedlin and Lascelles this time. They both had nine. Yeah. Um, Dwight Gale six shots. Who this cares? Game, six. Shots. <laughs> <laughs> I care about that almost as much as I care about a Yosi Perez. No, uh, more points for Kennedy. Actual points for Kennedy. This He's going to be great in the Europa League for Chelsea next year. Hey, <laughs> Newcastle's schedule going out is not great. They're at Leicester, home to Arsenal, at Everton, home to West Brom. You like those. Yeah. At Watford, you like that. And then home to Chelsea at Spurs. Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. So the usefulness of these guys is running out. And the, uh, Dubrovka, the goalkeeper, mm, he's been doing uh, well. who's been very good. Three clean sheets three. for him in five matches. That's exactly right. It's four and a half. But the thing that's tough is that three... Of their, like you said, three of Dave, the schedule's not good. Only three of those matches, you know, three of them that are at home 
are against Arsenal, West Brom, and Chelsea. So maybe you like you know maybe you like you like West Brom, but other than that, you don't like uh, you don't like it much at all. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Brian, give us the rest of the injury roundup that we need. Howdy, partners! It's the injury roundup. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the only things that you need to know for injury roundup. Uh, so Junior Stanislaus, uh, Bournemouth is sweating, as everyone says uh, about his knee injury. He's probably sweating most of all. Edward Howe says it could be serious. Edward. They are awaiting the results of a scan, which will likely be known to us within a day or so. Eddie Howe says, I imagine it will mean time on the sidelines for him. Sell him if you got it. Johan Berg Goodmanson. Burnley missed the West Brom match due to a calf injury he picked up with Iceland over the international break. Not expected to be serious. Should be back with the team this weekend. Look, I'm just saying. I know I've said Tom Heaton's name a thousand million times. Ah, yeah, seriously. I'm just saying. This is like the worst time of the season for it to be a, a selection headache. Sean Dyche says he's the one who's being really cautious with Tom Heaton. So we said that last week or two weeks ago, whatever it is. Tom Heaton wants to play. Sean Dyche is saying he wants to make double sure that the player is only coming back once. Well, you can never be sure, but you could be double sure. He's double sure. He wants to be double sure. Um, look, I just I just think it's really risky to just go jumping on, on Nick Pope like a lot of people are. I, and I own Nick Pope. Thibaut Courtois, uh, everyone knew he had a hamstring. Everyone knew he had a hamstring injury. Picked up with Belgium over the international break. Not entirely surprising that he missed the match against Spurs. Remains to be seen if he will be available for West Ham on Sunday. Um, probably super fun for all the people who chased James Tompkins' really big match against Huddersfield to uh, see him not play at all against Liverpool. That was probably really great for everybody. Um, Roy Hodgson says he's hopeful to get him back for the Bournemouth match on Saturday. And, like I mentioned, Sergio Aguero still has a bit of a problem, isn't uncomfortable, isn't comfortable yet. So, Sergio Aguero will end our injury roundup one more time, just as a reminder, don't go near Manchester City forward. Yep, I agree. That's it. All right, well, hey, that's awesome, Brian. Thanks. You're welcome. This brings us to the end of the pod. Find us on all the, the social media platforms. Fantasy Soccer FC at Fantasy Soccer FC. That's right. FantasySoccerFC.com, if you will. You want to read my rant and see what it looks like when I'm angry and I've got a keyboard in front of me? I love that. It's right there to be seen. FantasySoccerFC.com. Check it out. Hey, for the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time. <laughs>